We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back. Ben and Curtis on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. Bill, how would you describe uh, the communication aspect between play caller and quarterback tonight? How would I describe it? Normal. Hey, Coach, was Matt Patricia calling the offensive plays the entire game tonight? Uh, he, the communication with the quarterback, yeah. As far as calling the plays, I mean, it's, there's a whole other process on that, but yeah. Oh, he did? Communicating plays to the quarterback? Yeah, that's normal. That's fine. So is it falling on anyone else or it's between you three? Yeah, it's a process. We are in a real live version of the super unknown. <laughs> it's just, I, I, I got, I, I don't recognize that voice. I don't know who that was. There was a guy last week that got under his skin and I don't remember. I didn't recognize the voice, but that's Bill last night fielding questions on the biggest question in Boston, it has nothing to do with the orange line. It is who's calling offensive plays. By the way, I live on the orange line, and I'm really not happy about that. I cannot imagine that being anything. Then, then again, I also saw on, on what, Thursday, like the day before they closed everything down, I was sitting there with, with my daughter. So we, she likes to watch a train. She's two and a half. And one of the old Orange Line trains, one of the old beat-up ones, was rolling by, kicking up sparks on the way down the track. And I'm like, yes, thank God, shut this thing down. At the same time, not terribly convenient for me. But yeah, yes, yes, normal, indeed. Yeah, I, I, I had said on the morning show uh, that we should just report when a train arrives on time. <laughs> because we are mired in 6,000 stories. And I do. I feel horrible for people who have to rely on that, that are now inconvenienced. There was a bus. I saw this, I don't know when, this past week, Fox 25 had a reporter on the scene where they had Peter Pan buses sort of doing the route before yeah. the route is done. Mm-hmm. Yep, they, ha- they have all that there. And yeah. so there's a bus at a certain state. I, I, it looked like around Huntington and JP, but I'm not exactly sure where it was. Yeah, so, so I mean, that sounds like that's over by, um, it might be by the Jackson Square stop. Something like that. Yeah. Or, and or so no, maybe, maybe a bit further down because I live right by the Jackson Square stop okay. on the Orange Line. Yeah. So it was the the MBTA buses are able to, to navigate right. the turn, but the Peter Pan bus was not able to. The oh turning radius God. would not allow it. So they had to have a police officer whenever there was a bus departing or entering. They had to stop the oncoming traffic, which was already, as you can imagine, in traffic, to get the bus, to get the leeway with the radius to get and make the turn. So... Uh, it's going to be Monday morning is going to be a next level bleep show. I hope people are able to get to work and I hope their employers are uh, cognizant of the fact that people are trying their best to arrive. It is not their fault that the city doesn't know how to create an effing system of trains that are not. I mean, it's not like we haven't t- sent enough money the T's way. They, it's not for lack of cash. That's for sure. But All right, play calling. Hey, <laughs> let's get to it. Uh, we have this week. 
the Patriots will be in Vegas. Uh any shot, any uh, – we have, like, who was the guy in the Raiders before the Super Bowl that got into trouble? Is there any uh, any shot? We have a young Patriot that's out late at night at one of the uh, Vegas hotspots. I would say zero. I don't think Bill would allow that. But No, probably not. It's like, and you're cut. Right, exactly. That would make a roster decision very easy for the organization. But if you're sick and tired about hearing who is calling the offensive plays, Josh McDaniels ho- coaching the opposing team will do nothing to stifle that conversation. <laughs> So so you're going to have Josh, and I love this because, I mean, I, I, I'm i just a sucker for football. The NFL is run by evil people, but I'm addicted. It's my crack. Kill me. So uh, Josh McDaniels has gone to Vegas and done 180, a complete 180 from how the Patriots do business, spent money like a drunken sailor, traded picks for top wide receivers. He got in. in, in isn't Chandler Jones there, too? I think, might might be. Actually, I think let me let me check this out because because I thought I thought they might have. Gone. Oh, and I feel bad. I said I was going to get to this call here before, so we're going to get to Vegas and everything going on. You looked yeah, that up. Yes, he is. He is? Yeah. I mean, yeah, wow, no, good, good call on that. Yeah, yeah. So that team is loaded. Chandler Jones, by the way, sneaky Hall of Famer potential. He is, I think, one or two in sacks since he arrived in the NFL. So uh, not exactly one that got away that the Patriots didn't end up regretting. But let's get back to the calls here on Mac Jones and Paul in Westfield is on the line. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, guys. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. Um, hey, a quick point on the Chiefs, that system and that group of people, they're old school corruption that makes Al Capone look like a dead Disney. That's basically why they can't figure everything out. If there's no independent thinking. Um, and speaking of independent thinking, <laughs> I love hearing Bill's curmudgeon-y voice of, what are you bothering me with this for? Don't you know? Are this guy literally from another planet? Bill's not giving up bulletin points. He's not giving up strategies. Yeah, yeah it's only the second preseason game, but that's why Bill is Bill. You know, God bless him. That's why we have a record. He's military-minded. He's not going to give you anything. Do you think, well, then why, uh, just on that thought there, He's like, Paul. you won't get that out of me if you waterboarded me. <laughs> Did you order the code red? <laughs> Uh, but, th- but but my question, Paul, then why did he have such a disadvantage when the world knew it was Josh McDaniels the last 12 years? Um, when you say a disadvantage, um, that's an interesting perspective. I hear where you're coming from. Uh, I would call it more of an advantage because not giving out what's going on, or in this case, allowing what's going on to go on, it allows the machine to run efficiently. That's why we have this incredible record, you know, and and, and another quick reminder, um, it's but, uh, the second preseason game. You're going to be cutting a lot of people. So thinking outside the box and firing people is a big part of his job. And they said, Mac's not comfortable with the front line. No, it's only the second game. It takes time to assemble confidence to establish protection and route running efficiency. It doesn't happen in the second preseason game. You know, I'm expecting a lot more this year because this is Mac's first – First true season. He's got all that knowledge from last year. He absorbed it and then studied the books. I think we're going to see a much better team this year than people expected. All right. Well, the comment line said Mac did not look comfortable. That is not exactly what was said. Paul probably he did, he did say that at one point. Uh, <laughs> we 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 got that in there. Um, yeah, that was that was interesting. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what that. I mean, listen, it might work, but one thing we have to accept around here is that. While this approach has worked for Bill Belichick and this organization wonderfully, it is not the only way you can win in the NFL. You don't have to be condescending and arrogant about everything you do to win. You look at whether it was Dungy, Andy Reid, Bruce Arians. There are a lot of different coaches that have won a lot of different ways. It's not just this way. I recognize it's worked for Bill. Why should he change? Totally get it. But 
the the notion that by reiterating it's a process and not answering the question is it going to make the questions go away is just fools fools errand. I mean of course it is it's never going to go away until people see who's doing it and if they're not doing it well then the questions will persist yeah and, and look I think that the other point to make here is that yeah when you had Josh McDaniels and Tom Brady running your offense you know kind of in tandem it doesn't really matter. Like, why, there's there you don't need to give out secrets about what specific plays you're running, but you're not trying to obfuscate anything because you don't need to because you've got all that talent in place. It's like having a number one quarterback, like a number one cornerback, like Stephon Gilmore, like right. true lockdown guy. Well, you could just say, you know what? I'm just lining you up right there. You go ahead and take that guy out of the game. That's our game plan. You're you are better than the other guy, and that and that's it. We are just going to be better than you here. When you have dominant talent. You know, or or you or you're just you're set and you don't need uh, you know to figure anything out. Then that makes things really academic. The Patriots don't have that right now. And again, I am not saying that they're a bad team. I don't think they're a bad team. I think they will be average to above average. I I, I had them just just to go ahead and do this. I had them at nine wins. I give them the leeway to win more because I think they're going to be competitive in every game. So if they win, if they won ten, I wouldn't be surprised. But I think that. They're going to have to do it differently because they don't have tons of elite talent here. It's got to be coached. It's got to be schemed. It's got to be matched up correctly. It's got to be pulled and, ex- you know, and extracted. So it's different than it was before because you didn't have the you don't have the greatest quarterback of all time running the show anymore, and you know an offensive coordinator and play caller that he's been building a relationship with for 15 years. Yeah, and it's not only that you don't have the talent like you used to, which is fine. I, I don't think anybody was anticipating 25, 30 consecutive years of having the best roster in the AFC. But the talent and brain drain has also existed in the coaches department because you have go back to I go back to their 2018, their last Super Bowl title, right? Those four, five long years ago. They had Brian Flores with their defense. They had Dante Scarnecchia as their O-line coach. They had uh, Josh McDaniels calling their offensive plays. They had Ivan Fears coaching their running backs. They had a a, a, a roster and a quarterback, I mean, and a um, coaching staff that was worthy of the talent that surrounded them. And that's not there anymore. And so if you're going to tell me, about B-Flow and how great he is as a coordinator and a smart guy who was a sponge who was able to really get the most out of those guys. If you're going to tell me that Dante Skarnacki is the best offensive line coach in the history of the sport, I won't disagree with you. If you're going to tell me Josh McDaniels was mastered this offense in a way that few others have, I won't disagree. So when those are removed from the equation, you are forcing Bill to do more and be in more separate places at the same time, which by definition is going to impact certain areas of the coaching staff. I'm not saying they're the, they're the worst coach team in the NFL, not by a long shot, but the same can't be true. They they can't say Josh was this brilliant guy who really helped Mac last year and that I heard this over and over again, especially from my good friend Ken Laird. He's not going to leave. His kids are in school here. He loves New England. He's the coach in waiting. He got a pretty good raise to go be a head coach. He got I a, mean, it, it, it is what it is. Right. And And look, with that in mind, change to a certain extent is just inevitable. There's nothing you can do about it because I've made this analogy before. We could talk about it later. You know, you can't have somebody draw up a whole experiment, like a whole protocol for running an experiment, me being the former scientist here, and be like, okay, here you go. You go ahead and run this experiment, and I'm just going to go peace out, and you can't ask me about it. Like, that's a recipe for disaster. Now, I'm not going to say that it, 
you know, is a whole lot better to be like, okay, you, now you just draw up a completely new experiment of your own and we'll see if it works. Um, But, I mean, something had to give here, something had to change. And, I mean, time will tell if he's right and we're wrong. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I the next time we get a caller, Ky, uh, Kyrie, before we uh, take a break here, that says that you can't question Matt Patricia because he's a rocket scientist, I'm going to say you can't question Kyrie because he got a master's in biology at the University of Notre Dame. So you, you can't play it both ways. You can never disagree with anything Kyrie writes or says because he's smarter than me and everybody else. He's one of the most brilliant people I've ever been around. Oh, that's clutch. Th- that was Mac on Kyrie on the first in Fox, Fox yeah, podcast. Yeah, I, I asked him. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I think that's just high praise from the quarterback. So good for you with that, Kyrie. I want to hear, we've all talked about it. I think 10-7, and seven, Kyrie thinks 9-8. and eight. That's kind of boring. Where are you guys on this team? Playoff team, not playoff team? Are you... Are you happier today? Are you more confident in the organization today than you were before camp came out? Or are you feeling worse about the organization, the wide receivers, Patricia calling plays, whatever it is, 617-779-7937. We'll get to all that. But first, let's hear what Nick has in trending. This is Ken and Curtis on WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. All right, Ken and Curtis, Ken Laird off. Uh, I expect Ken back a week from today. He's uh, been off celebrating his mom's 80th birthday, so happy birthday to Mrs. Laird. Ken uh, and everyone will be at Fenway Park beginning at 6 a.m. on the Greg Hill Show Tuesday as we have our 20th WEEI Nesson Radio Telethon looking to raise money to K Cancer and uh, for the great Jimmy Fund and the Dana-Farber. So, Please join us for those two days uh, and help us raise money for the one of the best causes around. Bill Belichick will make his season debut Monday morning on the Greg Hill Show. Courtney has promised only hard balls. So uh, Bill Belichick will be on the Greg Hill Show, I think, between 8 and 8.30 Monday morning. So look forward to that. The, the Patriots are en route, I believe, tomorrow. They take off for Vegas. They will have joint practices Monday, Tuesday, and then they have their final preseason game this week at that, uh, what's the stadium called in Vegas? Reliant? Is that what I it is? I thought it was, a, is it Allegiant? Allegiant. Allegiant. These stadiums change their names every year. The, the, no longer is it Paul Brown. It's now Paycor. It's Allegiant, yep. Okay. Allegiant. Nice. Well done. Look at that poll. So um, anyway, so the Patriots will be out there. Josh McDaniels will be obviously a huge presence. It'll be interesting to see the interactions between Josh and Bill. Josh did take a couple assistants. I wonder if he took Mac. As, I mean, uh, Mick Lombardi as sort of a, a gift to Bill to remove the Lombardi kid from the staff. But I'm I'm uh, and obviously Ziegler, the uh, former director of player personnel for the Patriots. Yeah. So uh, it'll be an interesting. Like Carmen Brasillo's down there. Like they got a bunch of. Oh, old old Patriots, uh, old Patriots minds down there. Sorry, I just noticed something on on the text chat where I, I finally had one. Where someone's like, Kyrie thinks the 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 Earth is flat. I doubt he has a degree in biology. Ah, <laughs> good one. Very yeah. funny. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I I get that one a lot. Thank you. Uh, as I as I've told many times, I was also in the garden for Game One of uh, the Eastern Conference opening round when the Nets were there. So that was a fun experience. <laughs> Everybody has been like. 
F Kyrie. And I'm just like, oh, why? <laughs> why you got to be so mean to me? Yeah, I actually, I, ha- I have to say, I, I found, a- tell me what you think about this. We were out at a, uh, we did a Greg Hill road show. We went to a bunch of different parts of New England, did shows. Yeah. And our first one, or our second one was down in uh, Rhode Island. And a family had a dog named Kyrie, and they were like, we're stuck with it. That's Be- random. Because they got it for Kyrie Irving, and then they hate Kyrie now, but they love their dog. So it's like this very, it's, it's a love-hate relationship with the word, uh, with the name Kyrie. I feel like that's just an odd name to give your dog. Uh, it's pretty common, though, for people to just do random, like Brady's everywhere. Brewski was a huge name yeah. for dogs. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like that just rolls off the tongue, like right. like for, for, for a pet, like. That's I mean, true. Kyrie is kind of unique. I don't know exactly what the thought process was behind. Yeah, no, it. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know what the process behind. Well, actually, I do know what the process behind my own naming was. <laughs> oh, what but, was that? Uh, well, uh, basically, my mom just knew a guy in high school who had the name Kyrie, but spelled it K H A R I, which intuitively doesn't make sense because it should be Kari or right. or Kahari, as as I've sometimes heard. And there is actually a Kari Thompson in this town who works at Boston dot com now which is where I came from. He actually has my old job. So that is confusing the heck out of everybody whenever it's credential day down at Gillette Stadium. Uh, they're just like, uh, wait, are you the, the one who works at EEI? Or the, just just look at the credential. It are says you it the on one? There. <laughs> yeah. Are you that one? Or It's funny, too, because he's like 6'6", six, six, so there's no confusing us. That's true. Well, I am very not 6'6". Six, six. Just a couple inches shy. Yeah, just a couple. And uh, Greg yeah, Hill's foot. Greg Hill's dog is Ken, which I thought was a little rude, but, you know, <laughs> that's that's how things work around here. But uh, so the Patriots are in Vegas, and you had some thoughts about Tyquan Thornton, the receivers, and a little bit of the depth situation at that position. Yeah, so I mentioned in the, the previous, our previous segment that, um, honestly, like, we've been talking about Nelson Aguilar and, like, yeah, the, the Patriots should just trade him for a bag of chips. Like, first of all, that ain't happening because of the contract that he's got going on. That's going to be a really tough trade. And I don't see that trade happening for just, like, oh, yeah, trade Nelson Aguilar uh, for some picks. Like, to me, it's got to involve players and picks because that's the only way that I think you could make the salaries match up. But I also just don't think it's practical for the Patriots to even do that because – if that happens, then your only speed is Tyquan Thornton, and that's not going to work. And, and I mean, one of our callers was talking about, oh, yeah, like the, one of my takeaways was that they amped up the speed in the wide receiver room, and then you want to trade away one of your speed guys. And, and for my money, one of your better receivers in camp. And I know people are burned by He was Aguilar. catching on like Aguilar yeah. and his mishaps. I like to put that out there. <laughs> And, and I mean, yeah, that, that's been the, the, the rub on him is that he can't catch the ball. And, and I mean, people are burned by him last year, even though it wasn't about whether or not he could catch the ball. He just wasn't doing a whole lot of getting passes thrown his way. Uh, though I think that, again, that was so that was a bit more of, OK, they're playing him out of position. You're the only fast guy we have. Go occupy coverage. So I, I think that the way Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers and Nelson and, and uh, Hunter Henry were all eaten last year was partly because Nelson Aguilar was doing his job. He just wasn't getting the catches and getting the yards for it. But now you're getting to see, okay, Devontae Parker, you go out there and you occupy coverage as that big X receiver body, the guy that everybody has to pay attention to. Now Nelson Aguilar can move around the formation, get more favorable matchups, get more space to operate, and especially with these these tight splits that they're doing and the kind of Sean McVay-ish kind of offense. It's giving him and these other slot guys more room to operate, and Aguilar is better equipped to do it because he's the quickest dude in that slot position. 
Yeah, so my my question about the receivers and this sort of uh, the situation they find themselves in, where would you put this group among AFC East teams? Is this the just better than the Jets? Or are they obviously they're not the Bills, they're not the Dolphins? Do they have a better skill position group at the receiver position than the Jets? They're more proven than the Jets. I mean, I think the idea of like if Garrett Wilson's really good, then obviously like that's going to maybe elevate them above. But we don't know what Garrett Wilson is in the NFL yet. So we, I, to me, you can't do that. And just generally, as far as the Jets go, I'm not buying any of that. You got the Jets got to show me right. before I'm over here talking about. Oh yeah, they're going to overtake the Patriots this year. No, they got to prove that. Yeah, they get way too much fun and coverage for an and, organization that does nothing. And, and I get it; they had good drafts. I really like their drafts. I, I've loved what they did. I mean, aside maybe from trading up to draft a running back in the second round, even though Brees Hall's got some juice and, and they some clips of him running away from people in training camp. That's great, but. Until I see it in regular season football games, I'm not buying it. The Patriots have actual veteran proven talent that you can put on there. And and I mean, again, like Tyquan Thornton, I'm optimistic about him, more optimistic than I think a lot of people were. And now I think people are coming around to the fact that, oh, he's not just a fast guy. He can actually play football. It's like I've been trying to tell you all. OK, I, I have a question about a guy that I, I said. So uh, I had to come. I came up with two names. Ken put me on the spot a couple weeks ago. Two names for players that had to have that could have breakout years. My two breakout guys: one, Jonu Smith, could have the big, you know, the big sort of yeah. X factor, and on defense, it's Mac Wilson. But Jonu, where is he? How has he looked? Has he been engaged? Is there is there any chance that you believe that we'll see something resembling Jonu Smith in Tennessee this season for the Patriots? Yep. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, with the with the note that John U. Smith in Tennessee is like four hundred yards and you know what, forty catches. So that's right. not necessarily that big. But what but what I would say is that if eight of those forty catches are going for touchdowns, then we'll take that, right? I think that he has been engaged. He they've been getting him the ball in a bunch of different ways, and not just the little jet sweep. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh 
And you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And the rounds that they had been doing last year, which was basically, okay, Josh McDaniel, oh, I got to get the ball in Johnny's hands. Let's give him a handoff. And then he's not touching the ball for the rest of the game. They're getting him... Uh, touches with RPOs where he he's the guy in the slot catching the bubble screen or he is running a little slant or a little stop and it's a quick read okay I like the, the matchup that Janu has out there let me just throw it to him real quick and I think he's looked good in run after catch situations and he had a couple of plays on Wednesday during joint practices where uh, he was really winning in the red zone and one-on-ones and had a nice little little corner route for a touchdown I, I think that he he's had his moments but Still, there have been times where he's not the best just technical route runner. So he's winning by athleticism and just pure strength and physicality. And so if if that's mainly how he's going to win and not more of Hunter Henry's way where it's going to be a little bit more subtle and you know, he's going he's to just run the routes better and, and, and with a you know, couple of more fakes and things, then I don't know that it's going to be a huge breakout year for Jonu Smith. Like, oh, my God, there it is. He is uh, an unbelievable developed tight end now. I don't think we're going to see that. But I think all you really need is Tennessee Jonu Smith in this offense with all these different playmakers, all these different options that they're going to have. They're going to spread the ball around a lot. There isn't there doesn't have to be just one guy blowing up. So if if Jonu Smith has 400 yards and like six touchdowns, that's a win. Yeah, I think for the, that would definitely be a win in comparison to where he was last yeah, year. Definitely. And you know, you look at the, the the Kendrick Bourne situation which you alluded to earlier, which was sort of uh issues with Bill not fitting in. If if Kendrick Bourne is removed or cut in half from where he was last year, a guy like Johnu Smith is someone who could maybe take up some of that product product productivity for this team. But uh let's get back to the calls. Oh God. This is Scott from Weymouth. Have you ever heard from Scott from Weymouth? He no, is he but... is a nutcase and a half. Uh six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. I mean, I'm ready. I All mean, right, look, let's look go. At the, look at this caption. I know. Wow. Well Scott's mom used to call into our uh, Greg Hill show to make picks. Uh, hi Scott, we ready? I'm ready, kid. You this is a weekend. Oh, she's yelling shut oh, the door. No, All can right. we talk to your mom? I want to talk to your mom. Really? Yeah. Mom, they want to talk to you briefly. No, thank you. Why not? Briefly. No, no. They want your predictions. All right. She doesn't want to play. That's uh, all right. So uh, you're still so, at home with yeah, your mom. She did tell me, uh, obviously off air. First of all, Curtis, congrats on your baby. Oh, I hope thank everything's good. Thank awesome. you, Scott. And if Greg's listening, I love you. I forget who's co-producing or co-hosting. I just turned it's, on. It's a Kyrie Thompson. He's doing a great job. How's it going? What's up, Kyrie? Scott from Weymouth. Have I? You probably heard me call once or twice nope. over the eight years. Nope. Well, I'm, no, I'm I'm, uh, I'm pretty new to the operation, so this is my first time uh, speaking with you. Really? Yes, All right. sir. Now, Curtis, I don't want you to dump me before my plane. Do I have a minute? You just got to get to it. All right. So, Kyrie, welcome aboard. Thank you. What exactly? No, you. Have, I only have forty seconds, so I, I. You can try to do this in ten seconds. What exactly do you do? Because oh. I want to get into radio. Well, how does it work? Ten seconds. I, I, I am the. I am the Patriots reporter for WEEI. Wow. So you. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. Now to the meat of why I called. My mother, who hysterically was on, mom from Weymouth. Yep. I'm just going, 
She went three and zero on her picks, but then she got away. You know what I mean? Didn't want to do it right right now. She doesn't want to be on the Correct. air unless yep. she's yep. unless she's drinking wine. Well, she her prediction is drinking wine. It's ten in the morning. No, okay, okay, predictions. No. Yeah. Get She's to... not drinking wine. That's okay. why she won't go on the air. Okay, let's go. What's the prediction? She says the Patriots, she loves Mac Jones. She goes, he reminds me of Brady. Or she said, you know the drop. But Brady, it's a drop. Ken can go to get it. I don't know if you can. Tom, but Brady. Okay, that's that's all we had for the day. Uh Anyway, um, the the rub appeared to be that uh, Scott's mom believes that the Patriots are going to win 14 games, and uh, I disagree with that. But, again, just because I don't think they're going to win 14 games doesn't mean I think they're going to be bad. Yeah, so I, please don't kill me. Nobody will kill you, I hope. And the situation here is that Scott called years and years ago with Greg's show before it was on EEI, and he has slowly lost his marbles, but he still lives at home, and his mom used to pick up the phone because the only people I know that have two landlines and she would interrupt the call, and then we'd get her to do picks. So that was that backstory. Oh, that's a throwback right there, man. Holy Whoa, cow. Wow. That I, is... I, remember, I remember when we – well, okay, so, I mean, we had landlines, then we went we went cordless, and then I can't even remember. It was probably around 2008 when we finally phased that whole thing out and just went to cell phones. I literally got my first cell phone, like, the year before. No way. 2007? Yeah, some, yeah, something like that. Well, you're much younger than I. How old are you? Uh, I'm 31. Okay, yeah. So, so, so I, I was like a sophomore in high school. They weren't they weren't messing around with, with me, letting me have technology and cell phones. I yeah. love that. I, there was a story about Dartmouth, Mass, that they banned cell phones in high school. I think that's phenomenal. Like, what, I, mean, I didn't have a cell phone. I'm too old to have a cell phone. I don't think I had a cell phone in high school. Anyway, my cell phone couldn't do what it does now in high school, but I digress. Back to the Patriots here. I don't know how Scott left us in this. Total. Yeah, yeah, we really got, we really got uh, off the beaten track Did Scott ask here. you uh, last Friday to do three locks of the week when it comes to football games? No. He d- <laughs> he didn't? No. Yeah, that's uh, Scott's mom with Greg in a, a classic moment, I guess. But uh, the there was something that you and I discussed prior to the show today that I want to get into next briefly, which is good news for the Celtics, from my vantage point. Yes. That... It looks like one of the key members of the future of this team is staying, and a guy that I think is a malcontent will not come and try and ruin anything. We'll get to the details of that coming up next. We're right back to it. Ken and Curtis. W-E-E-I. W-E-E-I. Good morning. Welcome to the Ken and Curtis Show. Once again, no Ken Laird. He'll be back next week. Kyrie Thompson is is filling in his stead in a uh, bringing much more talent and uh, knowledge and overall impressive behavior than You're Ken ever has. You're going to be taken off the air. Nope, nope, nope. Ken Laird, I, he still has to go through me. He's like he's my boss, but he has to check with me on things. It's in my contract, so. You, you, um, you got you got to do the the you know hand signals yep. to the head. Check with me. Check yep. with me. He checks with me with everything. You got two plays called for everything. Yep. Except for when he takes this show off, I usually find out last. But <laughs> it's all right. I love you, Ken. Just uh, read the weather, weather boy. See, I mean the disdain that just emanates from that guy's voice. It's, it's jealousy. It's an odd look. But the Celtics yesterday put to bed one of the dumbest ideas I can remember. In, it almost as dumb as if you were to take like a defensive-minded failed coach and make him the offensive coordinator, but even dumber. The the Celtics' pursuit 
in quotation marks because I don't know how serious it was. It was serious enough that they didn't shut him down when it became public of Kevin Durant finally at 3.15 August 19th, 2022 came to an end. As the Celtics tweeted out the uh, link to secure 2022-2023 tickets through Ticketmaster, the image, the poster, whatever you want to call it, that they use is Tatum and Brown bumping chests. This is something you don't do if you're planning on trading Jalen Brown. This is something you're using to sell tickets. If you're buying tickets, you're feeling like you're buying the opportunity to see this dynamic duo continue to grow together. And it never made sense for a second for the for the Celtics to give up on this nucleus of young talent for the unex, unpredictable malcontent in Kevin Durant. You know, it's interesting, too. It's like I'm also seeing Jalen Brown out in the community. He's over here meeting with Michelle Wu. He's in Roxbury, like, hanging out at the parks while people are playing pickup. And and just the investment in, in Boston just – I don't know. Maybe it's just – Pure coincidence, it probably is, but it just feels like, yes, I do actually want to be here, despite right. everybody trying to say that I don't and that you should you should dump me and get rid of me before I decide I don't want to be here. It just feels, I don't know, that part felt a bit manufactured to me. The thing that, that has gotten me about this whole situation is if you're talking about doing this trade in 2K, all right, sure. I mean, there's no, not really a human element to it. It's a video game. Just go ahead and get the better player in a vacuum and, and match up the salaries and do whatever you want. Send Marcus Smart. Send Robert Williams or whatever. It's not that big of a deal. In real life, I mean, Kevin Durant is going to be 34 years old, I believe. Yep. Uh, you know, coming up here soon, if he isn't already. Jalen Brown is 24 now and still has a whole career ahead of him and played pretty well for you in the playoffs, aside from the fact that he turned the ball over way too much. Please, Jalen, fix your handle. But to me, it's like there there are two issues. Number one, everybody talks about not liking super teams and not liking this this whole manufactured thing of, oh, yeah, like we got to build through the draft. Like that's how you really do it, and homegrown talent. And then the first chance you get, you want to – throw Jalen Brown off a cliff for Kevin Durant. It, it it feels like a, well, everybody else has a super team. I want one now too. And and, and without thinking of the ramifications of, of what that means, which I know you want to get into, but, but the other thing is just we're the Celtics a Kevin Durant away from winning the NBA finals last year. I, I don't think that was the case. They lost because they weren't as disciplined as the Golden State Warriors where it wasn't because they were lacking talent. They lost to a team that won without the guy that you think you need to beat them. They, th- this, this whole thing felt like, it's a great way to put it, it's like the video gameization of our sports. Like, yeah, if this guy's got a higher rating overall than Jalen Brown, and we'll bring him in here, and we'll just give him Jalen and picks, and maybe we'll throw in Marcus. The Celtics were such a great example of using what you already had, building around the edges, definitely getting a better supporting cast. Bringing Al Horford in was a brilliant move by by Brad Stevens. Don't I won't discount that. But Ime Udoka came in, and it took a bit. It took some growing pains. It took a couple months of 500 play and being mocked left and right by this radio station and every radio station. But they they went inward to get better. And it was such an awesome, unexpected ride that culminated two wins away from a championship. It really culminated in being four minutes away from going up three games to one in game four, which would have won the championship. But 
you know, ifs and well, buts, whatever. Most, li- most likely. Right. Um, you know, but I, I think that what was so interesting to me about the finals last year was watching, and, and even throughout the playoffs, watching the Celtics continue to fight themselves, fight the nature that had held them back over the last couple of years. This iso ball, undisciplined play, and it reminded you where they were in this process. And the fact that they even got to where they were while still struggling against that and, and, and coming together the way that they did and, and showing their mettle, however many times they did it, just, just time after time their backs were against the wall. I mean, that was impressive stuff. And so to me, it, it says, like, what we what we want to focus on here is building on that. I'm not saying, like, oh, you shouldn't look to improve your team, right? And, and that's what, like, Malcolm Brogdon's supposed to be here for. But But I think that... Again, it, it, it's like people were like, okay, well, that means now we got to go out and get a, a big-time superstar without thinking of what that's going to mean for your team and, and how that's going to impact the chemistry of it. Like you're talking about the potential trading away, not just Jalen Brown, but a Marcus Smart or a Robert Williams, who they said is off limits, obviously. Right. But, but, but you're going to be getting rid of important depth pieces to your team that helped you get to where you were. That means other people have to step up and and fill that void and do the things that Kevin Durant is not going to. Kevin Durant is not going to be a lockdown defensive player for you, right? Okay, and I mean not not to say that he's going to necessarily be terrible, but that he he's about scoring. That's it, what you're. That's what he's here for. So then you've got to get people that are going to fill in those gaps and give you what he's what he's not going to give you. And how is that going to impact your playoff performance? And we spent day after day after the Celtics swept the Nets, and as the Celtics got past Milwaukee and the in the Heat, talking about how they may have had the best player, whether it was Giannis or Durant or you know whomever, but the the team was able to overcome that player because of the way in which Ime got these guys to buy in. And to then, months after the season ends, as you prepare to, you know, get back to where you were with the Brogdons, with the Gallinari's, with the way that they were able to build their roster, you're going to blow the whole thing up, and you're going to bring in a guy that is the most beautiful but pretty uh, sensitive flower and it's it, it just never made sense. But Wiggy, I know I love you, Wiggs. I don't. You're probably in mourning right now. But thank God they didn't listen to you. Let's go to uh, Tanner on. And then this. the trade's going to happen anyway. Oh, I know. God, would that be brutal? I'm gonna, I think I feel a, a cold coming. Uh, Tanner in Rhode Island. Good morning. How are you? How you guys doing today? Awesome. How are you? Great. Yeah, but I I disagree with you about the uh, Kevin Durant trade. Okay. Um, I was thinking. I was talking to my. I was talking to my friend, and I was like, "Do you guys think we beat the Bucks without K? With like without? Because they're missing Middleton. Do you guys think we beat the Bucks? If they're healthy." Yeah, I do because it, the Celtics blew what was the game? Game five at home, and then they went oh, wow. back to Milwaukee and had that incredible performance with Tatum in Game six. I, you know, it would have been. You know, it probably wouldn't have been a coin toss. It, like just like this was, but Game seven wasn't even close. So is is Middleton going to win Game seven if he plays? I don't think so. Robert Williams didn't play games in that series, uh, right? right? Hey, I mean, I think you can always yeah. go back and yeah. go over that type of stuff. Who's to say Durant's going to be healthy at that point of the season? Yeah, I remember Game Five. Um, I had the biggest headache after that game. Was that the game where uh, Smart threw the ball away like two times? Oh, it was the worst ending. I mean, it was just oh, it was a comedy of errors. Yeah, but I remember Game Seven too. Like Grant Williams had like eight threes. Like, can he do that again? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Tanner. I mean, listen, of course, there's certain things that happen. But if you go back through any sport, 
a playoff run. There are things that happen that you could never replicate. Hockey, 2011 when the Bruins won the Cup. Tim Thomas had a couple saves in overtime at Montreal that saved the series that you could were one in a million saves, right? So if you went back and recreated it, it would never happen again. But it happened. Grant Williams did shoot that way. And just like with the with even with Bulls Bull, with uh, Jordan's Bulls, you had Paxton hitting crazy three points. I mean, it's not always the superstar. In fact, it's often a guy that is asked to do more than he's able that comes up big in these games because teams in the playoffs specifically create game plans oriented stopping your best guy anyway. Yeah, and, and the other thing too is look, I, I understand, right? Chris Middleton you know, Chris Middleton's an all star, right? And and so him not being in the series, you know, probably does change the calculus. But they still had Giannis. I feel see, this isn't like I don't know. To me, it's not like, oh, well, you just eked out a series win and, you know, Giannis wasn't playing, so you you wouldn't have won otherwise or something like that. Or it wasn't like, not only are we missing Chris Middleton, but we're also missing Brooke Lopez and we're missing Drew Holiday, right? Right. It's like, okay, you, you don't have Chris Middleton, but you have a bunch of other good players. They all still played. So to to me, I, I don't always like the... Uh, oh, well, they're missing this guy, so how can you say they would have won without that? I, I think that, again, to me, the way that they were playing, it wasn't about Kevin Durant or it wasn't about the, the talent not being good enough. It was about, again, the, the, the chemistry, the teamwork, and the fact that even despite being rather imperfect, they still found their way to get to where they were, but they were still a year away. I, I think that's really what we found, is that they were still a year away, and... It was the Warriors' time. They were ready to win that series, and I don't think Boston, in the end, they, they were the better team for the, the first three games of it, I think, but they weren't ready to win an NBA Finals yet. Yeah, and the, it, this is what so many teams in the NFL went up against when it was Brady, you know, stopping Matt Ryan or stopping the Legion of Boom from winning back-to-back games, back-to-back championships. There are certain teams that stand in the way for a reason because – they are battle tested. They are they are deep, and they know their roles in a way that you guys are still figuring them out. So, uh, I I'm thrilled for Celtics fans for the organization that Durant will find another place to pollute, and that we will have this nucleus of players continuing to grow, and we'll see where it leads us this year. But coming up next, I want to get Kyrie's thoughts around the NFL, and I need Kyrie's take. Oh boy, on where Tom Brady is. Is he on The Masked Singer? We'll get to the bottom of that next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 